Oh. Hello, everybody. It's Andy Lopez. Thank you for listening to my show. Don't panic. It's organic. Today we start the uh, workshop, a year-long workshop. Today uh, we talked about uh, mycelium intelligence. So you should have your get your book ready. If you don't have your book out, you can get buy the book at, on Amazon. It's called Don't Panic. It's Organic. I'll tell you more about it in a little bit. So get ready to uh, start our class in, in a few minutes. Thank you. Welcome to Don't Panic, It's Organic, September 1st, 2020. So the numbers to this, you can use the Zoom number to call, or you can call the 800 number, 888-627-6008, or 323-744-4831. I'll let you know when you can call. So I do organic gardening workshops here. I'm going to be doing a lot of online classes right here on this on this. Uh, radio show. I'm going to be covering uh, all your questions. And so there are lots of ways for you to get your questions answered. Ideally, you just come online. We do workshop uh, workshop classes. That's going to be lots of fun. We're going to be covering natural pest control, uh, covering all the different chapters in my book. Uh, the, the book is ideal one you need to get. That's to use it as a workbook. Uh, we'll be covering soil workshop. The, the book is available from Amazon. It's 20 bucks. That's all you're going to be I'm gonna be charging for the workshop. 20 bucks for the book. You get it from Amazon.com. Right? It's just looking up Visible Gardener uh, books. Here's a, so some of the things I use. You know I talk a lot about using rock dust, uh, using microbes. This is a a video of, uh, of all different types of rock dust I use. I use 14 different types of rock dust, and I also make my own spray. I use organic plant magic. One of the things I use is an excellent organic fertilizer. I spray add it to my other mixtures, to my super seaweed, and I spray it. InvisibleGardener.com. There's a video there of all the different types of, re- of rock dust. There's at least 14 different types of rock dust that I use. I also use a variety of other liquid liquid products that I add to my uh, spray. I use it on the natural lawn care, I use it for roses, I use it on fruit trees, I use it on everything. And so everything that I've learned, I will be passing on to you. Teach you how to do the roses organically, how to do natural pest control organically. It's all going to be done right here on Don't Panic, It's Organic. You don't have to register for the workshop since the workshop is free. Uh, members are already registered, but if you're not a member, be ideally if you join the club, uh, membership is free. You'll get my newsletter. The newsletter will also fill you in on the, what's going on in the workshops. Uh, you also get access to all my books. You get the "Don't Panic, It's Organic" in the PDF version, so you can use it that way instead of buying the book. The bu- buying the book is the best all around because you have a, a physical book to work with. Plus, I get to, get to sell my book, which is one of the things I like to do, try to do. If you when you buy the book, please do a book review once you finish reading it. So the so I'll be covering uh, every chapter in the book. There's at least twenty chapters, and ideally, what I would like you to do is to uh, email me. Explained before in previous shows, uh, it's not a good idea just to send me email because I get way too much email every every day. So the ideal way is to. Either if you're a member, you send it through the newsletter. If you're not a member, you get you can sign up just to get the newsletter free. It's all free anyway, and you, it'll say click here for uh, uh, for questions. So that way, it goes straight to me without having to go through a without me having to go through a couple thousand emails every day. Alternatively, there's another way, 
and that would be to go on the air with me on the show. You, nobody will see who you are unless we allow each other to be seen, so you'll just see this, the screen and what I have on the screen. But if you want to be a, make a date with me to be on my show, all you have to do is email me. Tell me, Andy, I have a question for you. Here's a question. I would like to be on your show. I will email you back and say, okay, uh, these are some dates you can be a guest. Uh, you can come on as a guest, and we can talk about it. Usually it's the following week. <clears throat> also, excuse me, also um, what I'm going to do, uh, depending on the chapter, I'll be inviting a variety of different professionals in those fields. So I already have a soil company that I work with. I, I work with a lot of variety of organic professionals, organic companies, uh, and I will be inviting them on as guests uh, throughout the, the different types of workshops that we're having. So if you're an organic specialist and you think you would like to be on my show as a guest, uh, drop me a note. Best thing to do is to just go up there and sign up for membership, which is free. You'll get all my books and everything, and then I can be able to talk to you uh, through the system I have set up to talk to you. And I'll get some. Then once we, uh, once I figure out who you are, you know, and what services you do, and if I'm interested, I'll get you on my as a guest on my show accordingly to what's you know, the chapter is. So the very first chapter is going to be the mycelium intelligence. So I'm going to have some folks from different, the SOAR lab, uh, Earthfort, hopefully I haven't talked to them yet, but I'm, I'm pretty sure they were guests on before. And there are other variety of people are going to be on too. The last time I covered a little bit as to what the table of contents of my book is. So the, uh, the first month, which would be in September, uh, I will be covering the no, the I wrote a, a column called "No Difference Between Organically Grown Food and Chemically Grown Food?" The question mark. So we talk about that. Then I'm also going to be talking about the mycelium intelligence, and then we're going to be talking uh, covering the vegetable garden guide. That's how I get started first. Uh, so we'll be talking about uh, how to have your own vegetable garden, some of the basics of organic gardening. Uh, we talk about how to make a raised beds. Uh, I'll be talking about, you know, how to maintain your organic garden and also successful steps to a successful organic home garden uh, preparation, and we'll cover a garden guide. That's all I'll be covering in the first uh, month in September. I will be uh, posting on my website and as well as through my newsletter everything that we're talking about here, all the different chapters we have here. Uh, there's at least 20 of them, and we'll be covering uh, lots and lots of information. So this will be a good opportunity for you to get some questions answered, whether you have trees or fruit trees. How we'll be doing compost coming up in a little while too. Uh, lots of information about rock dust. So this will give you a heads up to what. That way you can send me questions. So you see something like, for example, in the vegetable gardening, you have some problems. Send me email about that, and I will talk about it during the workshop. The same thing with the mycelium intelligence. You want to know what, more about mycelium? Send me a question. I will answer it during the workshop. Chapters uh, coming after after the this gardening workshop, the gardening, uh, uh, how, how to have an organic gardening. The next one after that is be organic fruit tree care. So we'll be covering lots of different subjects in the fruit tree section. It's probably one of the largest ones, section uh, chapters that I have. Uh, so I'll be covering diseases, uh, pest control. Um, so how to control pests and diseases in your citrus naturally. Uh, then, of course, uh, I'll be covering some specific diseases, Asian citrus leaf miner, citrus greening, right? Uh, it'll cover how to protect your citrus from HLB, citrus disease, uh, a citrus leaf miner, you know. Uh, so we, uh, so that would be the, the natural fruit tree uh, month.
following months, we'll be talking about natural tree care. So again, we'll be covering a lots of variety of different types of diseases and pests. Pythagoras shot hole borer we'll be talking about. Uh, we'll be also talking about the oak root fungus, how to control the glassy, the silk tree and glassy sharp wing, uh, glassy wing sharpshooter. Uh, I'll also be covering refractometers, how to how to determine the bricks levels of your of your trees. Uh, and uh, so, and then I wrote an article called "How to Kill a Tree." So yeah, that should be an interesting uh, read. Following months, we'll be covering uh, how to make your organic transition, along with uh, bricks. What is it, and how is it important? That's going to be covering the one month. Mainly, it'll be all on bricks. Okay, but the organic making the organic transition is a very simple, uh, short essay that I wanted to, to go over with real fast. So that will be uh, bricks. That will be the third uh, month. Let me just go over again. In September, we'll be doing the vegetable garden guide. In October, we're doing the organic fruit tree care, right? In uh, November, we're going to do natural tree care. In December, we're going to do the bricks. What is it and how is it important? Covering the refractometer, all those things, right? Uh, in January, we're going to do compost, right? Uh, in uh, February, we're going to do natural disease control. Right, we cover all the different types of diseases uh, and how to control them organically, okay? Uh, and in March, uh, I, I have a special, it's going to be called Invisible Gardener's Kitchen. So we'll be talking about all different kinds of things you can get that you can use in the kitchen. And I'll also be covering the Invisible Gardener's 7Rs. <coughs> Excuse me. And in April, we'll be doing mulch <coughs> and natural weed control. <coughs> and then Wait a second. So in March we have Sorry the kitchen. That. We'll also be covering uh, the seven R's and and mulch. And then in uh, in April we'll be covering natural weed control along with natural pest control. In May we'll be covering natural ant control. In June we're going to be covering snails and natural flea and tick control. In July, we'll be covering underground pest control. So we'll be covering gophers, moles, and other types of underground creatures and how to control them naturally. In August, we'll be doing natural rose care. So I'll be covering all the different uh, pests and diseases, as well as natural sprays, organic fertilizers, you know, how to control aphids, and all those kinds of things that'll be in August. In September, we have natural foliar spraying methods. So I'll be covering not only my, how, to make my, how I make my own super seaweed, but what is fuller application, how, do you, how you can make your own organic sprays, how sprays can raise the bricks level, uh, how to develop your own natural spraying formula, right? how to do a trace mineral formula, lots of information there. In October, we're going to be doing natural lawn care, how to you know, cover organic lawn fertilizers, how to water train your lawn. Uh, we're also going to be doing how to reduce water uh, as well. And in November, we'll start off with how to kill living beings within 50 years, and then we'll be covering resources and, uh, uh, that I have available for you in November. So we'll be talking about all the different videos and different things and membership and stuff like that. That will be November. So that will be like the whole year uh, of uh, lots and lots of information. So I suggest you get the book, Don't Panic, It's Organic. You get it from Amazon.com. You just type in Invisible Gardener Books. So one of the reasons why you want to register is because those that are registered members automatically, will, you will have access to uh, soon. If you're not registered, then you're going to be, you know, when, you, when we ask you for your name, if you're not registered, you, you'll only be able to listen to the show. Uh, and uh, so uh, 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 this is for members.
are, are for those that are, that are registered. And the easiest way to register, one of two ways to register. One is you join. Membership is free right now. I used to, it, 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 they, there was a price right now, I'm making it free. It may go back to being a price. It's usually $20 for a lifetime for a digital membership. That means everything you get is digital. You get my book in a digital format. You're going to get 20 books in a digital format, actually 21 books in a digital format that you can download. The Don't Panic, It's Organic book is available, not just in print format, also Kindle through Amazon, you know, but in the digital form, in a digital format, which you can, it's a PDF, which you can download. And so you'll be able to uh, access the book through, for the workshop. Uh, I prefer, you know, because I'm not charging anything for the workshop, that you buy the book. And, and, and once you're done with it, you can actually do a review for the on Amazon. Then that would help me in my book sales, right? Uh, probably, I'm not sure when, but I'm going to go back to paid membership, right? That means that only members who are uh, only only members will be able to access the workshop, and that would be the only price. Is that if you're a member, you get to access the workshop. If you buy the book, you get to access the workshop. See what I mean? So all you have to do, if you buy the book, you send me an email. Any, I bought your book. I got it from Amazon.com. Here's a copy of the receipt, or however way you want to prove to take a, a, a you know scan the first page, and I'll be more than happy to put you on the list to let you get onto to Zoom. Now with Zoom, you can communicate with me directly, right? Uh, I won't I won't show your video or anything. Usually, I just show the one screen that has the information on it that way we we don't have to show ourselves you know some people are really super shy so that's the best way to communicate with me is to is to actually be on the show and talk to me i should be getting some people coming on uh as a matter of fact in a few minutes uh, uh, uh uh, who's have some questions hopefully if not that's okay because you know sometimes they say they're coming on and they don't make it uh the other way is to send me email but you need to send email through the system i have set up which basically means you need to get the newsletter click on send send uh, email i have a question and it will come directly to me if you want to take the chances and send me email uh, i'll look, do the best i can to look through the email but i get literally two or three thousand emails a day and I have to look for your email. Sometimes I don't make it through that. And it's very difficult to do. So it makes it real easy if the email comes from myself, which basically that's what happened. If you click on that, my computer, my server sends the email to me. And it knows it's from the server, and it goes right into a special box that then allows me to, to get to it. Okay? So coming up in the next few months, I'll be covering uh, each chapter of my book, uh, it's called Don't Panic, It's Organic, so you're going to have to get the book. Um, and then you go through the chapters with me, and then you send me questions, and I will answer them for you. And you also can be, uh, if you're registered, you can get online uh, live with me on the show. And uh, there are lots of different ways I have set up for you. Just read the newsletter. It's very important. So we have a variety of stuff that we're recovering, and then we're, we're going to, today we're going to start with the mycelium intelligence. So that will be coming up next. So again, the call-in numbers are, for starters, for Zoom, right? This, you can click on it from their homepage, or you can call meeting number 466-384-062. That's for Zoom, right? Or you can call the R800 number here. Uh, the 800 number is 888 
or you can use a direct number three two three seven four 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 eight three one to talk to me. Okay. Uh, ideally, you should email me first, but you can just call and talk, and I can wing it too, right? Okay, so right away, coming up next, it's going to be Andy EcoCat. He's going to be talking to you about toxins in your food, and after that, we'll start with the class on the mycelium intelligence. Hello. Hi. This is Andy EcoCat. I'm here to um, talk to you today a little bit about toxins in your food. Recently I had my blood tested for food allergies. Uh, we, we should all test ourselves once a year for food allergies. Seems like a good idea, right? But here's what I found that is interesting. While these folks are on the right path of food allergies, they seem to be missing a very important factor in why the body starts to get allergic reactions to certain foods we're eating in the first place. Testing oh, over here, yeah, testing your body for what your testing your blood for what your body has deemed toxic is an excellent idea, but ignoring what the body's really reacting to is not. So let me explain how this support is this supposed to work. The body decides, over here, <laughs> the body decides that a certain food, say corn, is now toxic to you and it reacts accordingly. If you keep eating the corn, the, the body will keep doing what it has to do to protect itself. This actually leads to many other health problems, which I understand why. But the logic here is to simply stop eating that food and eat something else. Okay, that will solve the problem, I guess, if you have to give up, say, corn forever. But we'll only substitute one problem for another. If we are not eating, uh, dealing with the cost, and not, if we are dealing with the cost and not the effect. The effect is our body's reaction this way the cause is not the food, but the toxins in the food, my opinion. So I won't get into trouble, you know, you know how it is. So, you are just replacing one toxin with another. The body will eventually start reacting to that. Another thing I see is that if, body decide, if the body decides that, say, corn is bad, then all corn would be bad to this body, even if that corn was organically grown without chemicals and change the page and is full of nutrition and it was going in your backyard um, I call it the Pavlov effect ring the bell every time you eat a bad corn it will be it will it will ring when you eat a good corn too or actually maybe ring the bell if you eat a good corn ring the bell if you eat a bad corn it's all be the same Corn is especially bad since it is of the GMO variety, which is a special super-duper high fructose if you eat this sugar. If you eat this, you will die sugar. Corn is one of the items that it says I'm allergic to, and I can understand why. It is really simple because these last few months, my wife and I really wanted corn, and since no organic corn was found 
was found, gee, I wonder why. Think cross-pollination. Any organic corn field where anywhere near GEO will end up the same, GEO. And we uh, were starting to buy the locally grown food, even though it was not organic. And so, yes, it will affect me. I bet I can eat a, a real organic, organically grown corn that has no toxins in my body will still react, think Bell. I believe I can untrain my body, but that is another story. So this got me thinking, and there are some results of that thinking. Uh, we are eating more and more toxins than ever before. Even certified organic produce is being polluted. The word natural no longer means safe and natural. Almost all products that say natural will have the high fructose GEO corn fructose as well as whatever GEO they can make. make. See the bear buys Monsanto. Uh, look, I fell for it. I was eating natural foods and thinking they were what it says. And, and now you know that it's not. Toxins are entering the bloodstream through the air, the soil, the food, the water. Certified organic produce are being grown close to fields of conventional chemically grown foods. They, they are contaminated by worker equipment. They're being contaminated by shipping. Did you know that even if it's organic grown, it must be, be treated with chemicals before entering the United States? if it's grown outside the United States. Organic produce is being contaminated in storage. Put a freshly sprayed chemically grown pesticide in the same container with a clean vegetable and test before and test after, and what do you get? Then organically and chemically grown are both placed next to each other in the stores. Seriously, right? Not to mention that companies are outright lying to you just, or just plain fooling you. Many products that say non-GMO and you buy it thinking it's safe, not really. It's being grown with whatever chemicals they were using before. It's not organic. It, is not to, it does not say certified organic. If it doesn't say certified organic, don't buy it. By the way, all certified products by law have... Okay, I just wanted to uh, break in here because... You know, uh, the reason why I do the show is for people to call me. And I tell people, if you are going to call me and talk to me, well, I'm going to talk to you. Otherwise, you know, I just do the, I tape the shows and I do what I can to keep things going. So I understand that uh, Rich is on line four. Is there any way you can pipe me him through, please, Mr. Engineer? There you go. I hear something. Hello? Oh, 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 I'm so scared, man. <laughs> Hello? <laughs> How's it going? How's it going? Thanks for uh, taking my call. And take time hey, no, to, uh, no problem, Rich. What's happening? About this. What's happening? So, so um, I've been having, uh, I've been having my plants decapitated and uh, it's, it's been quite weird. I mean, the normal insect issues you can kind of spot pretty quickly. Where what kind of plants? You know, leaf miners or something like that. What this kind has of been plants? just about everything. It's been uh, yeah. the green beans they got. They've At got a certain the height? Got... At a certain height? Say that again? At a certain height? A certain height? Yeah. Um, Are they all different it's levels? It's being decapitated. It, they're being, really, they're being kind of eaten right at the base of the plant. So the plants are old. They're not young plants. Yeah. Um, so they're, they're pretty, you know, they're like a month, 
two-month-old plant, but something's literally coming, nibbling on it, cutting the plant in half and falling over. But there's not, they're like they're not taking the plant. They're not. Have you, uh, like do you know? Do you know if you have rabbits? We, it's not rabbits. Okay. Um, so, so you know it's not have rabbits. A dog that keeps them out. <laughs> okay. All right. Okay. Yeah. It should. Um, Okay, and you haven't seen any any creatures at all, uh, no signs of anything, right? So the only thing I'm leaning toward now, um, and, you know, I, I should probably say, you sent an email regarding, because um, I emailed about Yeah, this. I didn't see, I didn't see. Um, yeah, and you just mentioned that it might have been, you know, you were kind of leaning toward the insect side. And since that email, because um, you'd mentioned about the micronutrients, um, I, I kind of did kept digging, kept digging, and I'm leaning toward voles as in a victor, V-O-L-E-S. Oh, voles. Um, okay. Yeah, yeah. I'm thinking we have voles, and okay. uh, so if you've got any really great ideas on how to keep them away, now I should probably state that um, again. First off, I want to thank you for all your knowledge because it's been helpful over the many years. Cool. Uh, with ant great. control and all of that, it's been really good stuff. Great. Great. Um, so you were the first source I went to when I saw this problem. <laughs> um, and we've, I've been spraying um, garlic, hot pepper sauce, diatomaceous earth, and it, it doesn't seem to be doing anything. Um, yeah. So I'm out of ideas. So I'm, I'm open to. So have you, have you located any tunnels? There are holes. They're like they're like quarter size, like snake holes, but there's no snake. You know what I mean? They like in the soil. You mean. They're they're like in the soil, correct? Okay, okay. So there, here's the thing. There's a there's always a short term and a long term solution, right? Okay. So the short term is what can you do that would help immediately alleviate a little bit? Probably won't solve the problem, but it'll help a little bit. So you were yeah. sort of on the right path in terms of spraying, except that maybe, you know, like, the, for example, uh, when you spray garlic, uh, uh, are you buying a garlic mix mixture or are you making your own garlic or what? I'm pressing the garlic myself. So I'm getting bul um, bulbs of garlic and I'm, I'm soaking it in the water and, uh, and then I'm straining out the chunks of garlic and spraying it with a garden sprayer okay well that's not really great on mosquitoes by the way <laughs> yeah yeah well the garlic will work yeah it'll kill mosquitoes but you know you're instead of soaking it in water well here's this, this what i do see i used to do that to get buy garlic clove and then you know clean it up and then get a, a garlic crusher and crush it into a you know, then I said, okay, maybe I'll just boil it and make a make a hot make some kind of liquid out of it, you know. Uh, so, so you can go through all that, all those aspects. But now, what I do is I just go to a ninety-nine cent store and buy. Uh, 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 it's, a, it's an ounce, I think, of crushed garlic. There's two things you can do. One, you can, you know, the uh, they they sell. Have you have you ever heard of garlic? Uh, uh, it's called uh, garlic guard. No. Okay. Well, it's 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 made uh, from garlic. And it has a, like a, one gallon has like a thousand cloves in it. <laughs> oh wow! Oh yeah, it's a very strong concentrate that you can never really make yourself because the point is to use the garlic uh, as strong as possible without you know killing yourself. And but the garlic will work 
but uh, you're not making it, you're not really making it strong enough. Or uh, okay. one of the things that in the garlic that makes it work is the sulfur. And so that's why you want it to be able to be do it as fresh as possible so that the sulfur gets in the air. More of it will work okay. that way. Plus, it, it's a systemic, so it changes the taste of the, the, the bug or whatever is eating it will, will be less likely to eat it, right? Okay. okay. So the, the, uh, uh, there are several things you can do. You could... You can do in terms of the garlic presence. You can always you can always plant garlic in your garden, so that everything has a you'll taste the garlic in in your vegetables and stuff. And so that will deter that way as opposed to using to spraying with the garlic, right? Okay. Do, do you have a regular presence of the garlic in the mix? In, now uh, and the, the other there are a couple other things you can use besides garlic. Uh, you, you didn't mention coffee. No, no, I haven't okay. done. I don't know. The okay, coffee. so 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 garlic will work if if the creature has uh, sense buds, you know, buds that uh, sense uh, taste buds, right? Okay, right. Or if it's or if it's a, a soft body like uh, you know mosquitoes and maybe white flies and certain types of creatures are more sensitive to the sulfur smell. Uh, especially if they get sprayed on them, you know, like uh, that kind of stuff. Uh, but usually uh, it depends on the development of the creature. If they have some type of sense of taste, they're not going to be so eager to eat things like garlic as other creatures are who, who could taste less, right? Right? So so, it, so since you don't really know what, what type of creature it is, you're assuming that it's somebody that came through that tiny little hole, which it could very well, well be, uh, that, so that, that also tells you about the real source of the problem. But for immediate care, you want to do something, right? So you have so the garlic will work, but you want to use it uh, on a, in a stronger presence, you know. So either, like I said, okay. uh, start planting garlic in your garden a lot, right? All over the place, plant it. Just stick the cloves in there. Uh, the plants will, anything growing will absorb the garlic. But you can also go with a stronger mixture. Because, you know, you probably took like a clove or two, a couple of cloves, and you try and make this mixture, right? Right. No, no, I took the whole bulb. Okay, well, so you have a bulb. That's what, four cloves? Oh, okay. <laughs> right? Um, it's probably like 10 cloves. You take 10, 10 cloves in a bulb? Okay, so let's say 10 cloves. Yeah. So so the, the, the trick is to crush all those 10 and get as much of the actual juice out as you can rather than maybe putting it in water which just dilutes it and all that stuff because then you really have to have to somehow concentrate it again, right? Okay. So that's why the uh, garlic guard works really well because you already have this concentrated you're buying or if you buy the crushed garlic because in that crushed garlic there's like a hundred crushed garlic cloves in it. I think that's what it says, okay. right? So you know it's really strong and really concentrated and, and, and in that in that Liquid is sort of like it's crushed. It's already almost liquefied for you. It doesn't have any pieces of chunks in it or anything. You can actually add it to the sprayer. And it, again, depends on the strength. Or you can just take it. But a lot of times, I would paint with it because you want it as strong as possible. So you have it. You have a little open up the, the crushed garlic, you dip your paintbrush in it, and you paint, paint your plants with it. Oh, wow. See, that's how okay. strong you want to burn them. No, I won't burn the garlic. The only time it might burn them if you have ninety degrees or hotter weather. Okay. You know, if it's I, even if it's just water will probably burn them if it gets really hot like that, or any anything right. you put on it, you know. But the you can go straight garlic, and that's how that's how strong you want to be able to use it in protecting your plants. 
Right. And that's a big difference than right. what you than what you were making in that's terms a huge of difference. Yeah. <clears throat> in terms of uh, how strong it is for the for the bug itself. Uh, the other alternative too, there are a couple of there are a bunch of alternatives, but another one is is like I mentioned, coffee. Now, what's the number one thing about coffee that comes to mind to you? Caffeine. There you go. So caffeine is a nerve. It's a, it's actually a nerve a nerve toxin. Okay, it affects different creatures differently. But basically, you get the idea that it makes your heart speed faster, makes your your system work faster, right? Like you start speeding, right? Yeah. So any creature that eats that will go, uh, uh-uh, uh, I don't like that. And, and usually with the, with the coffee, there are ways you get to it doesn't even get to the plant. Because what I do, see, you, you can spray the plant with it. That means that when the creature or the, or the bug or whatever eats a little bit of it, they'll get some coffee in there and they'll go, ho, 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 And if it's a really strange bug, you know, all the way, hey, dude, this is a great plant. You know? other, other than that, <laughs> they will just leave it alone. But the other thing it would be the coffee beans themselves. Because normally I tell people you make, a second batch of coffee. If you drink coffee, make a second batch for other plants. But in this case, what you, what you really want is you want the caffeine, which you already drank in the first batch. So you literally buy the coffee. They're not big expensive. You are buy already. There's two ways to use the coffee. The coffee beans is an interesting way because you can actually sprinkle that around the edges of your of the garden. You sprinkle it around, and what happens is the bug can't find the plant because they smell the coffee. Interesting, right? So if you okay. and I get I get the French vanilla because uh, the okay. the vanilla is toxic to a variety of uh, insects, right? You smell the vanilla and they okay. go, Hoo-hoo. and so what will happen is if you take a and that bean that coffee bean will last a long time, it might even last a whole month. You might be surprised, right? So use a whole coffee bean as opposed to like exactly right. You take the you know, buy a bag of coffee vanilla, French vanilla coffee beans, and then they have other varieties now. The trick is to key into the smell. So if you have some things that are really really strange, exotic smelling, that's cool too, right? And you okay. sprinkle it. You know, so if you have a raised bed, you sprinkle in the raised bed and a little bit around the edges of the raised bed. And so any creature, including rabbits, deers, whatever, will smell it way before they even see it. And some of them may not even find it. So if they can't find the food, right? Because, you know, a lot of times that's how they find the food. They smell it, right? Rather than see it. You're right? And so, but, so that's assuming that it's a creature above the ground. But also, too, it will work if these creatures who are below the ground, they have to come up to, to get at it. They may not like it when they come up and they smell the coffee. And the coffee beans will last a while, even though it gets wet with sprinkler systems coming on, stuff like that, as opposed to the coffee grinds. Because a lot of people sprinkle the coffee grinds, but they get dissolved when it gets wet into the ground, which is good, because that's why you do it for it. But it doesn't stick around long enough. Right? And when you use the garlic, when you use the garlic, ideally you want the garlic to stick around too. So what you do is you put the garlic in some kind of like little pantyhose thing, you tie it up and let it sit. It sits there and it'll smell like garlic the whole for a long time until it dries up. Oh, that's an interesting idea. Right, right. You know, because yeah. so if you if you knew it was rabbits, you would tie it at the rabbits level. If you knew it was deer, you tie it a little higher up. If you were dealing with dogs or cats, you try to tie it in the kind of level they would smell it. So if it's a really small, small, tiny creature, you can you might as well just paint the thing, <laughs> paint the garlic on it. And a lot of times, what I what right. I do is I just get a little 
as a little spray bottle. Fill it with a liquid garlic in there because you can buy liquid garlic. Uh, and then actually, a lot of times I go to the store and I buy a garlic oil that's made the canola oil with garlic in it. Right? See? Or you can just buy straight garlic okay. oil. And you put that in your little spray and you, and, and you mix the plants with, the, with straight garlic oil. But remember, the garlic oil, any type of oil will kill the plants if it's over at 80, 90 degrees, you know, because it cooks it. Okay. But here's, here's the thing, too. The, so the other thing is, is that the real, real cause of the problem, in my opinion, right, the real, if you really want to know what the real, you know, because there's law of cause and effect. Or the effect is just what you see happening, the, the tops are getting right. eaten, right? Right? That's just the effect. Yeah. So what is what do you think the cause is? Why do you think they would be getting eaten? Why do you think all of a sudden, huh? <laughs> what? Because it's tasty. <laughs> okay, right. It's tasty. Now, why is it tasty to the bug or the creature? There you go. Why is it tasty? Why is it so tasty to the creature as opposed to other times it's not tasty to the creature? You have five seconds. So sugar is one thing. Okay, so what about sugars? Okay, I'll, I'll help you out. Okay, so here's the thing. Help me out. Help me out here. Help me hey, here's, out. The, here's the thing. So when when the when I tell people when the bug, regardless if it's a bug or an insect or a rabbit or whatever, eats well, maybe the rabbits more higher up is a slightly different. But most insects, all insects, are geared to eating. They, they will only eat the plant when the plant is good for them to eat. So in other words, that bug doesn't eat that plant all the time, right? So it's a reason why it eats it sometimes right. and doesn't eat it some other times, right? And the reason, okay, it, the reason, right, and the reason is, is that they have evolved over centuries to, to actually eat plants when the plants are sick. The plants are actually... Okay. Having a trace mineral deficiency, they may look fine, but there's something wrong with the plant, and the bug will know it. It's just food for me. Now, the reason why the bug knows it, and this is the whole thing that, that I'm telling people, and I'm telling you so that you can. It's more of a long. You you look at it more in long terms. You you realize, well, okay, so I'm not feeding the plant's not getting all the trace minerals it needs. Okay, so. Where would it get all the trace minerals? Usually from the soil, but the soil gets depleted because it gets you grow all the time and things are gone, especially if it's missing in these exotic trace minerals, which is what it needs. So the long-term solution, right, is to get the soil in a, in a perfect, healthy condition that has all the trace minerals and all the microbes and everything it needs, right? Yeah, that'd be good. So, you know, I would say, what do you do to your soil? You have to you have to mend it. Constantly. What are are you doing to your soil? Well, that's the thing. This year we just moved here, so this has been kind of the first year for this spot that we're at. There you go. And it's very poor. It's very right. poor soil that I. There you go. There you go. Learn. Exactly right. So you know you're going to have to pay attention to the health of the soil. You have to make good compost. Right. You have to bring in the rock dust. You have to bring in the microbes. You have to start taking care of it. It's going to take a few years to be fun to start functioning. In the interim, anything you stick right. in that ground, you have to feed it in a different way. That doesn't mean you right. can't put it. That that means 
putting anything in the ground, whether it be organic fertilizers or otherwise, is not the answer because the soil is not working. Okay. Right? That means you have to foliar feed your plants. What you put in the ground should be something like compost, right? And the compost should be made with a lot of animal manure, different types of animal manure, as well as everything else. And the source of rock dust, the source of micro, very, very rich. Realizing everything you do in the compost you put in the ground, a lot of stuff will die, but some will survive. Every year, you get more and more of the humus and organic matter and living organisms. And finally, it's really working. When it works, that means that all the trace minerals and everything, it's then made available to the plants. And the plants will have a high bricks level. This is the other tool that you can use is, you know, measure, you know, measure the bricks level of your plants because it'll tell you, it'll give you a warning. Hey, look at this low bricks level. That means it's not getting the trace mineral it needs because it comes down to trace minerals. So that you know automatically that you have to start paying attention to your trace minerals. But for you and your body, as well as for your garden, right? Right. Now, that's a long-term solution okay. because you have to feed the, no. the plants. And it takes a while, right, for the plant. So you, you already lost those plants. So that means you got to plant them again. But anything, yeah. you st- anything you stick in the ground, you know that that ground is not the best place right now to have healthy plants. Right. Right. And so, I mean, so I just on a side note, because it's in the same area, um, I've got some collard greens that I planted in early spring and they haven't bolted at all yet. I mean, that's been, what, four months? They haven't bolted? That's, well, so do you think that's a nutrient issue then? Uh, usually bolting. Uh, where are you at? Uh, I'm in uh, Maryland. Is it, is it really cold so, there? It's starting to get warm. Should be warm. It's not right cold now, right? yet. Yeah, yeah. yeah and they have past, a, they bolted when it got warm. So exactly right. That's what you're supposed to do. You're supposed to bolt when it gets warm. And if it, and if they're not right. bolting, then there's something. Maybe the nights are cool enough. Are the nights been usually cold? Well, right? I don't know what cold would be. I mean, it's been it's been a weird year. As you probably know. That, that's, what I'm, that's what I'm guessing. Exactly <laughs> right. Because, you know, over here in, in Malibu, the, the spring didn't kick in until maybe April or May. It was, you know, the, 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 all the fruit trees are the same. Well, like my figs didn't start producing until May. And they normally are in March, they're already going. So it probably has something to do with that, the weather change and environmental okay. changes, you know. Uh, but you gotta really okay. pay. You have to. You have to start. So there's a pro. There are many different products you can buy to get the trace minerals up and up, up really faster. Then because if you start foliar spray them, so when you start growing your plants, you begin to have a foliar spray. You know what I mean by foliar? You're just spraying the leaves on it on a regular yeah. basis. Yeah. Even if it's daily, you're just spraying a little bit, right? Okay. And there's a leaves there, that way. Yes, yeah. sir. Yes, sir, boss. <laughs> yes, they do. They sort of, they, that's why it's called foliar. See, so, so I mean, I've read about it. It just it just seems kind of you, you want to see how hard to believe. You know, you want to see yeah. how it works. I'll show <laughs> I'll show you how it works. So you can buy. Um, it used to be in the store where you can buy liquid uh, liquid tobacco. Do you know what that price? Nicotine sulfate yeah. comes in a liquid form. You know why they stopped selling it? Because people would get on the skin and they would die. It would get absorbed right through the skin and they would die because it's too strong. So your body, your skin is just like the 
the leaves of, of the plant. Anything you put on your skin, you will absorb into your system. It's the same thing with the plant. Anything they put on the leaves will be absorbed into their body, into their you know, plant bodies, into their tissues. And that's the way it is in nature. Normally in nature, in a, in a tropical rainforest or an environment, you take human beings off the scene, out of the scene, you can have basically a very different environment. And the, way, and the microbes are normally found everywhere, in the air. And they're normally on the leaves of the plants. And the microbes eat the food to make it available to the plants. So not only does it do it in the soil, but it's supposed to do it in the air, in, you know, in, the, in, the, in the atmosphere. When I spray, what do you think it is that my spraying thing business really does? It sprays the microbes back into the air, back onto the leaves of the plants. So when I started spraying, you know, leaves on, uh, I started spraying a long time ago, like in, uh, in the 1970s I was spraying. And I noticed, it was a, first of all, I noticed there was a big difference in, it wasn't really, it didn't seem like they were absorbing anything. So I didn't realize that at that time you had to buy a garden filter to filter out the water because the water has all this stuff in it to kill the bacteria and the microbes, right? And, and then I started Then I started to realize, well, you know, because uh, I was just going to spray, you know, like normally you're taught to spray this chemical. or So I wasn't spraying a chemical, but I was spraying things that would, like, you know, we were talking about the coffee and the garlic things that you can use you can spray on them that will either kill the disease or whatever you know so i was doing that i didn't even think about spraying food you know i didn't even think about gee maybe i should be spraying then one day i say well you know this is how what is it they eat they eat the minerals well maybe we should put the minerals back in the air again because it's not there anymore this is very sterile environment they're living in the city environment in the backyard it's really sterile environment there's no animals coming and dying and pooping and giving. It's a, tra- it's a trace mineral deficiency. It's very simple. And, you know, in the old days, even, even as simple as 100 years ago, there was like trillions and trillions of birds and animals, everything everywhere, right? Yeah. And now it's like, what the heck? And, and they're, you know, they're, you're lucky to see any birds anywhere. I mean, you haven't seen any animals come rolling by and pooping and whatever, you know, it's like they're not there anymore. Right. So, and that's how the trace, one of the ways the trace mills got transferred around the world from different places and people. All these birds would go from one part of the world to another part of the world, and animals would travel up and down everywhere. And, you know, but so that's why it's, a, it's so right now where everything's going through, including us humans, all diseases are trace mill deficiency. So when you, and, and, and that's, you know, the bug eating that tells you basically. See, the bugs, don't, they don't go for the trace minerals. They, they were evolved the opposite of us. They were geared to find when you are trace mineral deficient, then it's food. And why is that, right? And, they're, this is the, and, and I'm, I'm doing a workshop, and this today I'm supposed to be talking about the mycelium intelligence, but what I do is uh, I set the workshop. Okay, if nobody calls, I do the workshop. I, I have it written down what I want to do, and I do it. Somebody calls, I stop, and I do that, and then I continue later on with the workshop because the workshop is an ongoing thing. But it's still, in essence, what we're talking about now is mycelium. Do you know, I was going to be talking, let's call it the mycelium intelligence. Did you know that? I, I didn't, but, you know, um, I will say this. I just started, um, it, it, don't panic, it's organic. Yeah. And um, the chapter on the mycelium, really eye-opening like really like it's kind of like one of those aha moments like oh duh oh, that makes uh-huh. perfect sense like uh-huh. <laughs> uh-huh. yeah aha uh-huh. aha uh-huh. and 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 so i haven't 
and you know, I know that the mushrooms aren't mycelium, but I know they kind of feed into them and help them grow that I, I haven't seen any of that in the backyard. And so, I, I, I really think so, it's, I get calls every once in a while, Andy, there are mushrooms growing in the front lawn. We need to come over and quickly get rid of them. And I said, you know, I, I actually planted them there. <laughs> so, and, and I tell them, you know, I tell them that the, that's what I do. One of the spraying things I do a couple, four times a year, I literally spray uh, the spores of different types of mycelium along with the food uh, that the mycelium needs to eat, along with the rock dust, a source of liquid rock dust. Uh, and basically make like a compost tea. They're all happy, happy there, and I spray them. A lot of them will die because the environment is so sterile. But the, the so I, I, you know, in the beginning I used to spray a lot and they would all die. And I go, well, maybe I should help the environment. So I tell people, okay. So part of the service is, I, I, in the beginning, I used to apply a, a compost, rock dust, compost, and mulch. I used to do that as part of the service. Then as I got older, I said, your gardener has to do that. At least he has to do some basic gardening. We're just applying compost, rock dust and compost and, and mulch. That's a basic gardening principle that any gardener should be able right. to do, you know. And, right. and But now I'm going back to, I guess I'm going to have to do it for you guys because you guys really refuse to do anything to the soil except water, 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 water. When I complain about when something's really bad. And so that's what's going on with you in your in your case, there is that you know are you are you are you uh, you making compost or are you using compost or anything like that? We're definitely making compost. So all of our kitchen scraps, we're we're primarily vegetarian. So okay, um, no meat scraps and no fats are going into the compost. No bin. animal manure in it though. Well, we don't have any animal manure to throw in at the moment. We'd have to right have okay. to go out and and you fetch that. Right. Um, or rock dust. You're not adding rock dust to the compost. Not adding rock. That's that's still new to me. And um, I look forward to learning more about that. So the reason why you have to have the animal manure is because you get the microbe from the animal. Ah. So either you get the animal manure or you go to the store, you go online, you buy the microbes. So I buy the microbes, Right. I, you know, when I I have some guys that were supposed to come out today, they they making compost, and uh, one of the business because of my, the nature of my business, I require that the soil be alive. So lately, I've been telling, fine, you can get live compost from these people, and they will bring it and apply it to you if, if you refuse to do it, because you're going to get a lot more results if your soil's alive than if your soil's dead. No matter what I do, you, if your soil's dead, it, it'll help, but it ain't going to be the same thing. So it's not the same thing. You know, like if you, you want to feed yourself intravenous, it's fine, but you're not going to last very long because, <laughs> you, you know, you have to eat through your stomach, right? right. You know? So that's, why, that's, so that's why you have to so, – so that's – so if you realize, okay, so something ate the plants because it was food to them. A little red flag was waving over there. That creature says, I got to eat that. Oh, yeah, I got to eat okay. that. And the reason why is it comes down to carbohydrates – you have in a, it tells you in the book that there's two types of carbohydrates, simple carbohydrates and complex carbohydrates. Now, this is what I should have said in the very, very beginning because people say, well, why? Oh, yeah, you know what? There's Paula as a question of uh, Pauline, and I totally spaced out Pauline because I'm asking your question. Uh, hey, uh, hey, Mr. Engineer, could you put her on to it? She's still there. Hello? Testing. 
I'm sorry. All right, Andy, can you hear me? I'm talking oh. from the street, so I don't I'm know so- if it's too noisy. I'm sorry. I did, I forgot you was out there. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. That's okay. Go ahead. I, I just had a quick question. Nothing okay. Important. Um, okay. Just that when you, um, first of all, do you recommend we buy the almanac since you know what you're teaching us? Right. The old farmer's almanac? Yeah. Yes, I use that all the time. Okay. The other question really is, if you're in different areas of the country where you're teaching from your book, is it based on right now the weather in your area? So, like, the guys that just called you, Maryland, so it's a different season. So how do we adapt everything that you're teaching us? Well, our teaching is basic. A tree is a tree, a flower is a flower, a rose is a rose, an ant is an ant. The, uh, the soil is a soil. It doesn't make a difference where you're at. These are all things you have to work from. Yeah, there's going to be some basic difference where you live in the Antarctic or in the South America, whatever, right? But it, it's still the very same principle. Everything's the same. We're not talking about different planting, you know, certain types of vegetables or things like that that have to do with seasonal. This just basically has to do, okay, like the garden. So this is what you have to do to get a good garden together. And everybody's garden is going to be different, right? Right. And where are you so at? Basically basing it, you're basing it. I'm in New York, but I don't have an outdoor garden. So I'm doing everything in my balcony. Great, on, great. You know, like in containers. Great. That's how I started. I'm from New York myself. I'm a Manhattan boy. Everything was in the balcony. Everything was on the balcony or on the roof. You can grow whatever you want to grow. Just make sure you don't drop it down to hurt anybody from, from, from the above. But yeah, I'm happy to answer any questions. I'm always here for you, sweetheart. I'm sorry that you know, I forgot. Uh, I, I, next in the future. Okay, and I love your book. Oh, great. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I recommend everybody get the. I mean, I have you gave me both copies, the color and the and the black and white. Yeah, you're I'm gonna you're, get the digital eventually, so I can be. You know, once I well, get a computer again, I'll get digital. I'll pay for the digital okay. form. No, you're a member. You have access you. to all the books for free. And remember, that's a very special book you have in color. There's not too many of those. I on know the it was your first book that came right out. You just gave yeah. me the gift. I, I won yeah. the prize, and it was the most the first time it came out. So you yeah, know, yeah. I didn't even crack right. it open. Okay. Thank you. Take care now. Uh, Thank you too, Rich. Thank you for calling. Uh, You know, uh, hang in there and you'll see that uh, you're going to learn more and more and more by hanging into my class and and reading the book and I'm happy to help you. Okay. Bye now. Thank you so much for um, all that you do. I appreciate it. All right. Great. Thank you. Okay, everybody. So we have about a few minutes left. I'm not going to run the rest of the of this uh, EcoCat or anything. I have a ton. I have, you know, I just have a tons of stuff I, I wanted to show people. But at the same time, the whole reason why I'm here, right? The whole reason why I'm here is to talk to you. I'd rather talk to you guys any day. And uh, my cosmic spaceship is coming up on a different channel, so I'm going to have to log off really soon and then come back up again on channel two. It's called Cosmic Spaceship. Uh, I do I work in music. Uh, and that's what it's all about there. Uh, you, you're you're going to get the latest uh, music. Only heard here. Uh, some songs I don't publish at all except right here. So thank you very much, guys. I think we're going to have to be leaving uh, in a few minutes. Uh, I'm here. And then the next, I'm going to continue with the uh, the mycelium intelligence. Like I said, let's just continue with the workshop. Uh, get the book, Don't Panic, It's Organic, from Amazon. 
Uh, it's by Invisible Gardener, right? Uh, don't go to my website. You can buy it on my website, but I prefer you get it from Amazon. That way they'll ship it to you. You can do a book review. Uh, I'm actually going to take it off my website. It's not available there. because Yeah, it's great to sell it to me, but I really prefer Amazon uh, gets it so they can be happy and, and, and they can promote me. And I could be on my uh, tropical island taking a break, you know, and, resting while I do the workshop. <laughs> so thank you very much, everybody. I'm going to be hanging up now, and I'll be coming back on the show in another minute. Thank you, guys. Take care now. Bye. <laughs>